Public Economics Podcast Bud Winsky Welcome to the Colgate University Public Economics Podcast Series. Today's episode will place an emphasis on the implications of the Raise of the Wage Act of 2019 within the greater context of poverty and inequality. The Economic Policy Institute states that this act is intended to raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2024. The current federal minimum wage is $7.25, which implies that this policy will more than double the minimum wage and have large economic impacts within the domestic marketplace. While we have not yet covered the poverty and inequality section of this course, we believe that the Raise the Wage Act is of the utmost importance and very relevant to other topics we have already reviewed in class. Rather than seeing certain states enforce different minimum wages than others in contemporary society, this act would set an unprecedented standard at the national level. Bearing in mind that the policy is currently under evaluation in Congress and has not yet been federally mandated, our aim in this episode is to explore both positive and negative outcomes of the Raise the Wage Act. To facilitate this analysis, we have consulted Professor Silvia Allegretto, labor economist and co-chair of the Center on Wage and Employment Dynamics at the University of California, Berkeley, and Professor Nardo Spayen, visiting instructor in economics at Colgate University. The forthcoming presentation is brought to you by Charlie Zane, Alessandro Conti, and Pomelo Wu, sponsored by Professor Daniel Lewinsky, visiting assistant professor in economics at Colgate University. To transition into the interviewing segment of our podcast, we will present a series of inquiries followed by intuition offered by our two experts. Research suggests that unemployment may rise once wages are increased. Given that the Raise the Wage Act will dramatically shift income levels for minimum wage earners upward, should we be concerned about an impending unemployment spike? Our first response to this question comes from Professor Bayen, who offers the theoretical analysis surrounding unemployment in the context of this policy. Yeah, that's one of you know the biggest issues surrounding you know minimum wage. Um, you know, obviously, you know, if you ask employers to pay more, um, and if you know that translates into a high cost of production, you know, their objective is you know to maximize profit. So it is natural for them to lay off workers. This layoff can take you know different forms um, in my opinion and you know um, the literature also says this you know it can take different forms so the first one is the usual layoff or right? they just fire workers all right or they just slow down the people they hire you know uh, because high cost of production you know profit margin is going to be you know lower the most serious issue with 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 this consequence is that you know, unemployment created by minimum wage is structural. You know, structural means, you know, unemployment that you can't avoid. It cannot be avoided. If the wage goes up, there is no wage going down, right? Yeah, it will have a huge political repercussions. If somebody, you know, comes in saying that I'm going to cut the, <laughs> the minimum wage, no one's going to, he's not, not going to get elected, right? Uh, so it is a structural. Is not going to be avoided. So that's a long-run chronic type of unemployment, which is very serious, you know. The other one is automation, right? 
So firms, instead of paying you know workers at a higher minimum wage, now they switch to automation. All right. So that would be another form of you know, uh, laying off. Uh, the third one is, uh, you know, these companies, especially big com if, if it's a big, you know, big company, subject to this minimum wage. I mean, you increase the minimum wage, all right, we go to another country where the minimum wage is lower, you know. Uh, why, why should we pay a higher wage here? You know, we, we multinational, you know, we have all the resources to move our capital from one country to another country. So let's do it. We'll go to a place where labor is cheap. So that will have you know uh, direct consequences in the labor market. Professor Bayen's theoretical analysis regarding unemployment as a result of the Raise the Wage Act is certainly convincing, but Professor Allegretto counters with an empirical claim that suggests otherwise. The evidence that I've done, the evidence that I believe in, and the and the best. Run studies, I believe, have not seen in the past minimum wage effects affecting having disemployment effects. So I would say that that is really good proof that the minimum wages have been too low, um, meaning that there's room to move. Um, and don't forget the 725 has been in effect for 10 years now, so it actually erodes considerably over time since it's not adjusted for any price increases or anything like that. Um, and then you have to put it in the context of we don't judge any other policy on a single issue. But it seems like the minimum wage has been judged on a single issue for a very long time, and that is are there disappointment effects or not. But that, that's the wrong question, or at least it, it's only one question. We have to say why do we need these minimum wages, and why is it important to update them? And so when you look at the questions in terms of that we have what excuse me, that we have, for instance, working poverty in this country, that we have ever-increasing inequality, that we have at the low end of the, the wage uh, distribution, we've had stagnant and declining wages for decades, even as the economic tie grows, and there are vast amounts of income gains over the last decades. So when you kind of put it in, in, in to that context, which I think is the right context, the fact that, you know, these workers are have been falling further and further behind, then you see that um, you, ha you see the question becomes more of a cost-benefit analysis instead of hinging on one issue of disemployment effect. And I think, you know, most of the research has shown overwhelmingly that these, these new minimum wages, that the costs would greatly outweigh, that the benefits would greatly outweigh any of the costs. Applying Professor Allegretto's intuition as a means to shift toward analyzing the labor market stimulus correlated with a minimum wage hike, our next question points to this positive element of labor dynamics. Many low-income individuals have higher marginal propensities to consume, indicating they will spend more given an increase in income and consequently boost market demand. Given this intuition, would such a market stimulus justify the enforcement of the Raise the Wage Act? When we're talking about the, the going, you know, increasing the U.S. federal minimum, don't forget that the U.S. is a 725 that a lot of states aren't. So, you know, your point of having kind of a stimulus effect um, isn't going to be great in states like California because we're already phasing into 15, right? We're right. already at like 13. So, 
you know, we're not going to expect, you know, the U.S. having, you know, passing this bill is going to have much effect in states, you know, as large of effect in states that already have much higher minimum wages. But in places like across the South, where the federal minimum wages have been 725, uh, again, for uh, a decade, um, you know, you could definitely see, especially, you know, you could see such an effect, especially because low-wage workers tend to um, geographically um, live in, in... in uh, relation to each other. So, um, you know, definitely uh, a stimulus effect could be seen in, in certain pockets. Professor Bayen supplements Professor Allegretto's empirical observations with additional theoretical evidence pertaining to this question. A positive, you know, effect, especially in the longer, you know, once people start getting paid a higher wage, you know, once they start saving money, feel comfortable, they're going to start spending, obviously, right? And you know uh, that spending will eventually translate into more demand in the market, more production, more employment, more outputs. Expansionary phase of the economy, which is you know which is good. Uh, not just that though, uh, you know when people are getting paid a higher wage, you know they they will start relying less on the government, right? So another indirect positive impact would be less burden on the government in the form of, you know, unemployment benefits or, you know, uh, food stamps or things like that, uh, you know, which is good. That will save some money for the government, which could be used in other, you know, activities. It could be infrastructure, you know, expansion. You create jobs there, you create income there. Boom, spillover effects. Um, or taxes, you know, you know, those guys, you know, uh, s- slightly the government might be getting higher tax revenue because of higher wage. Uh, and, you know, more revenue, they can spend it on something, some other sectors, again, another spillover effect. We hope this clips from our interviews were helpful in dissecting the pros and cons of the Raise the Wage Act of 2019. The goal of this podcast was to build upon intuition developed throughout the course of our semester to analyze the implications that a particular policy would have in a desired area of inquiry. Our interest in poverty and inequality within American society inspired our selection of the Raise the Wage Act. We firmly believe that both Professor Sylvia Allegrado of University of California, Berkeley, and Professor Nardo Spine of Colgate University have provided us with indispensable intuition, both empirical and theoretical. The first question we presented to our experts addressed this policy in the context of a potential spike in unemployment due to a major increase in minimum wage. Professor Bine conveyed a valid theoretical argument to arrive at the different forms of layoffs, whereas Professor Allegrado highlighted how empirical trends suggest that the disemployment effects are negligible. Our second question transitions into discussing the benefits which the Raise the Wage Act has the potential to introduce into the United States labor market. Professor Allegrado made an important distinction between states whose minimum wages are currently greater than the federal minimum and states whose are not. This indicates that the labor market stimulus would have a greater impact in certain areas, particularly in the South, as opposed to states such as California, whose minimum wage already nears the $15 policy objective. 
Professor Bynes supplemented Professor Alvarado's empirical analysis with a theoretical explanation based off the spending trends of low-income workers after experiencing an increase in wages. In conclusion, we would like to thank our loyal listeners who continue to make the Colgate University Public Economics podcast series such a success. A special thanks goes out to Professor Allegretto and Professor Bine for taking the time out of their busy schedules to speak with us about the Raise the Wage Act of 2019. A final shout out goes to the one and only Professor Daniel Danzeman Lewinsky for his unrelenting support throughout our podcast creation process. May the pummeling economics legacy live on. Public economics podcast. Bud Winsky. <laughs>